Thanks for tuning in to the Strong Suit Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Robert. Enjoy the show. We are joined today by Jody Heierholzer. Oh, try again. Higher. I don't know. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. Okay. So, if you had a baby girl, like a daughter, okay. and you were handing over to someone, you said, "Here, hold her." Here, hold her. But put a Z Here in there. Here, holds her. Yeah. I'm trying I? to make you sound like royalty, like higher, higher. I mean, I'll take whatever. I'm used to just like Jody butcher, 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 butcher. So I just go by Jody. But yeah, we'll take it. So good it, attempt. Is, is Jody short for anything crazy as well? I can't tell you that. That's part of the crazy. Yeah, dang. I gotta, yeah. Hide, I gotta hide my crazy. That's need to know shit. Okay, RJ. <laughs> the like, people, relax. the people need, need to, to know. know. Maybe three podcasts in, then then we'll yeah. talk. I also forgot to warn you that I, I, I mean, I don't have like a potty mouth, but every once in a while I will say a cuss word. So forgiven. Really Just sorry. Bop them on the head. Only if I mean it, the feelings mutual. Okay, cool. That's perfect. Uh, I, I'm also super pumped to tell you the only things I know about you. So are you ready? Because we're friends. We we know each other. We're millennial friends. So what you're saying, these are Instagram facts. Oh, only. yeah. yeah. Millenn- we we do know friends. that you're the most jacked person that's ever been on this podcast. Fact. <laughs> yes. That's cool. So, Ti- tiny jacked you. girl. Yeah. I'll little. take it. Lori's. <sighs> Lori, Lori is small, strong, jacked. I think you're more jacked. I think okay. you might be more jacked. All right. Lori, you, Lori might be stronger. Well, good, I, don't, I don't know. Thing, I don't know who Lori is, so I'm not offended. Well, but if we need to, to arm listen. wrestle, you'll have to listen to uh, <laughs> the episode that dropped today. Yeah, uh, she owns Liberation Barbell, so uh, that's the shirt that he's wearing. It's in yeah. Austin. It is very nice, like one of the coolest places ever. So I and she, and she's phenomenal as well. Yeah, so like full well, stamp to, of human approval. I'll have to like drop in that oh, place and absolutely give her a strong yeah. handshake. Yes, <laughs> just firm handshake. <laughs> yeah. She, firm she handshakes. might take it as a sign of aggression, and she'll just like. <laughs> fight you <laughs> i'll uh, take her see other things that i know you're jacked you're cool and i you own a cash physical therapy business right there you go we should define that later so people Absolutely. don't think they're we, just like stopping by the atm before they can <laughs> get performance pt we will get into <laughs> what body works is for sure oh yeah um and something that i don't know you probably realize, but one of the only interactions that we've ever had was I booed you while you were throwing a uh, softball at a dunk tank. That was you. Yeah, yeah. I it was you. at a brewery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard the noise in the oh, background. That, I was that like, wasn't haters going to hate. I'm not even going to acknowledge you. I booed it you It was real so hard. bad. Yeah, it was bad. And, and I, I was like, publicly. if they really know me and they know that I played collegiate softball, they should boo even louder because it was a sad display of dunk tank accuracy. I already learned it was something. so bad. Yeah. Where'd you play collegiate softball? Yeah, so um, I played at Concordia University in Austin for two years. Oh. And, uh, that, that was not boring. Hey. Don't give us crickets. <laughs> it was boring boss. because I found a better place. I uh, then transferred over to Hardin-Simmons and played my last two years over there. So, cool. nice. yeah, I did the whole D3 ball thing, which made it a whole lot more fun, in my opinion. Because I, uh, I started out at Texas State year one. I was just like a traveling collegiate gypsy where it's like, Let's go D1, close to home. Okay, this isn't my cup of tea. I'm a small-town girl. Let's go D3. Hey, this is in Austin, Texas. Still not quite my cup of tea. Let's move to small-town Abilene. So, yeah, finally found my niche. But uh, started out at Texas State and, you know, worked with the team, practiced with them. And at D1 level, they pretty much own you. And, I mean, that's not to say that it's a negative thing, but for what I wanted in life and, you know, for wanting to get into physical therapy school, there's a lot of commitment that goes into your academics and volunteering, getting observation hours. And, and it's just hard to do everything. So I found D3 was a perfect fit. I mean, it was a way to still enjoy the sport, have fun, focus on my academics, you know, get into school and not resent the sport. For sure. You're speaking with a a fellow D1 athlete. Oh, what'd you play? I play golf. So you know. That's yeah, the body the, of a golfer. They, this is the, the fetus body of a golfer. Yes. Yes. Um, but yes, Super strong for, for sure, like at that level, they – so it's, a, it's always a big team and like there's always – there's the travelers and then the people on the edge like about to travel and they own you to a sense of like, yeah, it just feels like a job. Exactly. Like, it, you're – yeah, your hours for that just take over a lot of stuff. 
And I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't want to use the word own in a derogatory term. I mean, it's not necessarily negative, but it's an oh, but, obligation. Yeah. I mean, the, the hours for it, like, is, a a, is at least a, even by NCAA definition is a part-time job, like 25 hours a week or whatever you can officially practice. And then, then the unofficial practices as well. Uh, so basically if you're like a real badass, you know, and you've got to be total 100% all badassness into that sport, you go day one. If you're just like, Hey, I'm like partially badass but i also want to be badass at other things too yes. d3 and, you, and to you want to be very good at academics which you have <laughs> kind of have to be to get into pt school well-rounded so, yes yeah so did you go to pt school at hardin simmons i did i oh, did nice. yeah it was a nice raised. little like uh transition from you know you know the campus you know the people you know the town so it was super super easy um if you guys heard that noise in the background that was a trash can kick by our truly uh, Josh Rader, the most professional podcaster in the room. <laughs> D3 Pain. trash can kicker. That's right. I mean, you're, you're also talking to a fellow uh, D3 Harden Simmons athlete. What sport did you play? I attempted to play basketball there. Uh, yeah, I had to medically withdraw in my first semester. That's why I don't know you. 2009. I graduated high school in 2009, so 2010. Okay. Yeah. So we were on campus at the same time, which makes me feel even worse. Were we really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I graduated it's a very there, small uh, world. Yeah, undergrad in 2011. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah we were totally there at the same time. I, I made it through half of one semester. Did you know that it was only that amount of time? Yes. You've okay. told me so that you, before. So you got injured? Yes. I, I, they kind, found kind that I had a heart condition. Okay. Um, which we already knew about a little bit, but they thought it was way worse than it was. And yeah, I just had to kind of like stop doing everything for a while, but it turns gotcha. out I'm fine. It was just like, a was it a congenital thing or something that developed over time? Or do you know? It was, I mean like sexually transmitted. What does that mean? Hey. <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> it's this I'm kind of kidding. podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> strong suit after dark. <laughs> strong suit after dark. No, uh, it was not congenital. Um, they, they just don't know. They, they thought sure. that I would, because I broke a rib and I went and got a chest X-ray and then they thought I had like partial absence or a tear in the pericardium, and so it was like. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise that you had that rib fracture. Not that any rib fractures or pain is fun, because I know that totally sucks. Yeah, it was rough. Painful, but you know, could have been worse. I got it in a really hillbilly way too. You know, you know, I don't think I've ever told the story to really <laughs> and anybody. And go. I was carrying a motor. Out of a Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was. So, no shit, there I was. Uh, so it was Just like, walking down the street with my motor. <laughs> over the, no, so my brothers and I were carrying a motor in between us on like, it was on a chain, and then we had something on our shoulder, and it slid down the chain because I'm shorter than them, because they're like 6'5 and 6'6, six, six, and I'm a little fella. Yeah, whenever Josh is the runt of the a family. tiny little guy yeah, at little, six foot, fella. whatever you are. Something. I don't even know. 6'6 <laughs> uh, six, six on tender. <laughs> That's two bad jokes right off the bat. It's yeah. my bad. And they were from no, you as well. I was about yeah. to say that I've seen that, but I'm uh, not active on tender. Sorry. I'm, I, you know, I started dating after, or like Andy and I have been dating long enough that tender was not a thing. So shout out to. Marriage. What? What? MySpace. You're yeah. in my top eight. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, girl. You're in my top eight. You friends with Tom? Uh, so motor, chains, broken rib. Yeah. Yes. So back, big back pain. To, big pain. Yeah. I appreciate you yeah. keeping us on track. We actually need yeah. that. Cause, Got you. Yeah, well, yeah, this is what I do with patients. So when my athletes mm. and patients come in, I'm like, so tell me how you like broke whatever. And they're like, back when I was three. I was like, no, 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 no. Skip ahead. Like, just. Give me the gist. Give me the cliff notes. This, this, we usually have a sound guy, and he just gives us hand signals of bring it back on track. Bring it back. <laughs> come it on back. in. Come on in. Yeah. Round it up. Get out of that rabbit hole. All right. So you graduated from Hardin-Simmons. What what led you to where you are now? I mean, like, tell us a little bit about the story. Yeah. What, so what, I'll what, give you, like, the uh, cliff notes interesting version so it doesn't get too off track. Because um, po- it is podcasts are long, long form entertainment here, yeah. right? But if you're like we're me, here for it. short attention span, I'm like, give me the good stuff in 30 seconds, or I'm moving on. Fair, like, okay. I'm getting out of there. So, um, quick version: went to PT school, and it's not what I thought it would be. I'm like the jock athlete, thinking like I'm going to learn how to just help my athletes and active people and help them move. And really, you're learning everything in the scope of health and wellness and therapy in general. So it's like, I'm going to learn cardiopulmonary and I'm going to learn wound care. And who knew that 
PTs can be primarily like wound care specialists. A lot of people don't know that. Um, you know, pediatrics, pretty much everything that is considered rehabilitation, physical therapy wise, we learned it all. And it was just this short little snippet of sports orthopedic. I'm like, well, how can I find my way into that realm? Because I know that's where I really shine and I know that's where I can relate with people and it's what I'm super passionate about. And so then you go into the outpatient world. And essentially what that means is when people come into therapy, they're going to your clinic. And so you get into this world and it's mostly Medicare patients who are maybe, you know, up in age, arthritis, hip replacements, knee replacements, not necessarily just athletes. And there's a few people sprinkled in here and there, but a wide variety. Um, And not that that's a bad thing, but what I realize is a lot of those people are coming in because, you know, their doctor sent them over and they're coming in through their insurance provider and saying, hey, okay, well, if I'm on Medicare, I only have 10 visits. So basically you've got to be a 10 visit miracle worker. Or if I have, I don't know, I'm I'm just going to throw some out there like Aetna, we'll give you three visits, Dr. Jody, to make this person like miraculously healed after they've had, I don't know, an ACL repair. And if you guys know anything about tearing your ACL, it's a long, (laughs) long process. And if you do it the right way, I mean, it's truly a year long process of returning to activity and sport and high level stuff or else you're going to re-tear or you're just not going to have good comeback. And so, I mean, through the process of just the whole insurance game, I was like, there's something missing in healthcare. There is a huge missing link where, you know, we're doing basic rehab and we're not doing it how we want to, or what's for the best benefit of the patient or the athlete, or even the therapist, we're doing it for the benefit of the insurance company and their reimbursement and their money. And that's totally jacked up or effed up, if you will, (laughs) if you, if you like that language. Thank you. Right. And so, um, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily like the field of PT. It's more so just being in network, which, you know, takes insurance versus out of network, which is what cash-based means. So I said, okay, let's go cash-based. Let's take a leap of faith. Let's try to do our own thing, and let's really niche to active people. That way you're treating people you know you can help. It's a great fit between you and the client or the patient, and you're doing it all without having the restrictions of insurance or jumping through loopholes. So essentially the patient's at the helm. You know, they're driving their vehicle to reach their goals, and, and then it just becomes a whole lot more fun. And if it's fun, people are compliant. Right. And they're more willing to invest in the service that you offer or the value you provide. Um, I think the other thing is trying to connect the, you know, niche of exercise and performance. And where does that play a role in physical therapy? I mean, literally, we are called physical therapists. For sure. Not just like manual therapists or recumbent bike therapists or, (laughs) you know. I'm definitely like part of the way a lot of people see PT, like, certainly whenever they're recovering from the injury is just like getting back to baseline rather than like yeah. the actual performance side of it as well. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what insurance says. Like, can they feed themselves? Can they go to the bathroom? Can they walk a hundred feet? But can they dunk a basketball, <laughs> you know? And well, like, it's such a people so, mill. Like oh, exactly. that's the thing that, I mean, I, I went, my dad just had a knee replacement. And so I went and watched him do PT one day mm-hmm. and it was like, 50 in and people out, in, and out, in, in and this out. one space. And oh, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, he didn't even have any contact with his physical therapist at all. Yeah. And you know what's sad is that it's usually not on the PT end of things. They have to do that to make money mm-hmm. because reimbursement has been cut so much. It's and, bad. and it's so frustrating that your quality of care goes to shit essentially because you're like, I have to get, you know, the productivity level of whatever. So many people in the door to even make any money. So for sure, I said, well, let's just increase the quality and increase the time spent with people and put a value on that. And if people are willing to invest in it, awesome. It's a win for them. And it's a win for me because now I see, you know, five to eight patients a day. And if there's any other therapist listening to this, they're probably like, holy crap. Like, that's crazy because you're used to seeing, I mean, in a in network place, you know, anywhere from like 10 to 20, some people up to like 25 in the really crazy places that are just out of control or they have PT techs, like little assistants running around doing all the therapy for them, which isn't skilled. Yeah. Like I don't want to go to my doctor and then be like, um, here's, you know, my medical assistant that's going to do everything for you. And no offense to medical assistants. They're amazing and we need them, but I'm going to see the doctor. That's good coverage. You know, you so, covered that well. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're like, sure. Uh, <laughs> it's not no, personal. No offense. <laughs> don't take this personally. Um, so yeah. I mean, right out of PT school, like, did you, whenever you were doing all the in network stuff, did you have your own facility or 
Were, oh, were you no, working somewhere? No, yeah. So um, I worked at an awesome place in town, um, West Texas Rehab Center. I have nothing but amazing things to say about them. And so when I'm talking about all these, you know, in-network issues, this is no reflection sure. on yep. uh, West Texas Rehab. No, that's they, just the system they're in. Exactly. Yeah. They're a phenomenal group. And they actually do a really good job at making sure we weren't overwhelmed with patients, that we're spending quality time. But, I mean, most places in the U.S., they're seeing top end of 15 to 20 people a day um, per therapist. And so, uh, yeah, I was at the rehab for six years. I had amazing mentorship there. I learned how to be a therapist. And this is what I tell all young new grads. Um, trying to do essentially what I'm doing or like what you guys are doing, like running a gym. Like you need to experience first. Like you need to go get in the trenches. You need to go fail. You got to figure out how to be good at what you're doing at, you know, your practice or else you're going to fail miserably or you're going to get burnt out or you're just not even going to like it. So you got to, sure. you got to go see the crap first before you get the sunshine. How many, how many times have I done that to people? Like a lot. Yeah. A lot. Like, go yeah. do a shitty job somewhere. Because you're going to. You're going to be bad. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. We're all bad at the beginning. But, like, go run through 50, 70 clients and then find what you're good at. And then exactly. come talk to us. Because, like, you go be a bad trainer anywhere. Do you, you guys think about, like, the first year you started training? You're like, did I actually help anybody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Or did I, like, what mistakes did I make? I think about that all the time. I'm like, man, my first year as a new grad, like, I didn't hurt anybody. So that was good. That is. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. I remember, like. My first internship was with ACU strength and conditioning. Like I was with retro football and yes, me trying to control football players. Uh, As a not, golfer. Uh, one, so and a soft spot. A very golfer. smart. So golfer. like I lost my voice every day because like. <laughs> As you should. Like, I, y yes, no, I, I understood why <laughs> head strength coaches had that raspy stereotypical voice. Cause like. Steroids. I, 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 not quite that. Oh. Cause I did. <laughs> oh, I, I, I never did that. But, uh. Yes, because I, like I got that voice very quickly. I was like, "Oh, this is this is not what I want to do." But the the, uh, the helping people part, like it was definitely in that Dunning Kruger effect of like, mm -hmm. "Oh, I feel like I know so much," and I look back and it's like, "Oh no, you did not." Like, yeah, even just trying to run this room, you don't know how to run this room. Man, the older like, I get, the more I'm like, I know nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, but like that's why you're really good at what you do because it's the people that are just so filled with hubris of like i know it all listen to me like okay relax you know like pump your brakes be approachable you're people you're dealing with people like chill the fuck out like we're all right sometimes i'm like all right tiger go get him yeah. <laughs> like, sh show me how much you know because sometimes it's better to just you know make those mistakes personally and figure yeah. out on your own because you can have coaches mentors anybody tell you you're like this is the way it should be and this is what to do. But you do have to make those own mistakes and fall on your face sometime. And Truly learn the hard way. Yeah, as yeah. long as it's within reason, you know, and it's low risk. Again, yeah. you're not hurting anybody. Um, yeah, I, I think that's just part of the growth process in anything you do, not just in our professional life. I mean, relationships and even growing in your Christian faith or whatever you believe in. Like, you've got to go through those journeys and, and just get, to, get the experience. Absolutely. For sure. And so with uh, with all the PT stuff, like if anybody's seen your Instagram, they know you're a CrossFitter as well. Yes. And so with uh, with CrossFit and being a CrossFit coach, uh, when did that kind of come into into play for you? Yeah. So um, that's a stereotype. I just want you to know that. <laughs> well, I'm like, kind of like retired CrossFit. <laughs> washed up. Yeah, I am Heard washed that. up. I'm in my mid 30s. You know, now I I scale things a lot. You know, it depends day to day whether I can really bring the fire. If I want a red line, red line only happens like once a week now instead of five times a I, week. I appreciate the scaled, uh, was it the muscle ups that you posted the other day? Yes. That like was the, a, the out, was, was there many outtakes of that? No, I did it in two. You did? I'm not oh. kidding. The, again, pinged in the face. We then. got so lucky. I, I guess I got lucky. I got like smacked in the face and the crotch by a band. I don't know <laughs> if you call that lucky, but it was one of those things where I was in between patients and um, I called my office manager over. I'm like, Hey, can you just record some stuff real quick? And we just like, boom, boom. I don't even think she knew what she was getting herself into. I'm like, <laughs> just don't laugh. Just hit play and hold this camera, please. Hit play and I'll be okay. I'm going to abuse myself while I attempt <laughs> to show people how to do an assisted bar muscle up with a band, but also how to fail them if you don't do it the right way. So the fails, I think I had one outtake for the first two for the second and then just wrapped it up. So it really wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, back to the CrossFit thing. So right after PT school, I found myself in this weird, just like depressed state, if you will, of like, I'm an 
ex-college athlete. I'm washed up. You guys probably know this feeling. When you get done with sports and you're like, okay, well, now what? Like, what do I do? Like, what do what do I play? <laughs> you know, I need a new hobby. And then if you have that hobby, like softball, I could go play slow pitch, but that's not the same. No. You you guys know that. Like, it's just not 100%. No. It's not as competitive, if you will. Um, no, and so. No beer league softball for you? Dude. No. Just be the, be the lose, ringer. I don't want to lose my front teeth. I really like them. I've spent some money on them. I agree. Not worth it. Or like break my ankle in the holes in these like God. just recreational <laughs> fields. Really though. Low upkeep fields. Um, so I needed something that would push me competitively and, and give me some guidance and ventured my way into a CrossFit gym. And you guys will appreciate this. I actually hated CrossFit after the first time I went because – the very first it hurt. <laughs> Actually, <you're> tired. <laughs> yes. Uh, the first workout I did was a benchmark workout called Karen. And if anybody knows that workout, it's not a good representation of, um, let's see, I don't want to say fitness, but the, it's one movement. It's a wall ball 150 times. So I go in this gym, we warm up, and coach is like, okay, take this 14-pound medicine ball and throw it at this 9-foot target 150 times as fast as you can and go and uh yeah i was like this is and this afterwards is you, you wanted to speak to the manager <laughs> and i was like i think Karen i have rabdo from <laughs> no it, it really like it wasn't that big a deal i was you know i was sore but i was like okay well like that's it like squat and press 150 times but then when you figure out you know the whole agenda like you gotta keep showing up every day and it's constantly varied functional movement at a high intensity you can't just show up two three days a week and get the big picture of it so um you know went back in learned more about it figured out hey there's more to this and also i don't have to do what's prescribed i can scale i can modify the movement and i think that comes down to if you have a good coach or not that explains that same thing in the gym where you guys are it's like you could tell someone like hey hit your you know five by five at this percentage. And if they don't know their percentage and they're like, I'm going to put on all the 45s yeah. and take it for a ride, but take it for they're a ride. like at 150% and they can't do one. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. We like, make them sign mean? extra waivers. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 So, um, I got into that and really my business was kind of born out of the CrossFit gym because I can't tell you how many athletes would come up to me 10 seconds before the workout started. And they're like, Oh, you're a PT. Like, my shoulder hurts when I do this. How do I modify? I'm like, bro, the workout's about to start. <laughs> and this is my time. <laughs> and so. You sent them a bill. Yeah, I should have. Well, I would tell them, hey, come see me at West Texas Rehab. But also you have to get a referral from a doctor. And there was all these other hurdles that people had to get through. And so, of course, nobody came because they're not going to go to their doctor first to get a piece of paper that says, now you have my permission to go see Jody. And so in 2019, there was a law passed in the state of Texas called Direct Access, where uh, basically granted physical therapists 10 days to see people without a doctor's referral. And that's still where we stand. So we still have to have one after 10 days, but at least it gives us the green light. Sure. And that's when I said, I can do this. Like, I can open my own practice. I can go cash base. I can run it how I want, you know, and, and take people past the point of like, okay, you can stand up and feed yourself and go to the bathroom. Like, let's talk performance and how does that apply to injury or injury prevention and reduction or let's just make you a bullet proof human and a, you know, just a badass in general. Yeah. That's still therapy for sure. You don't necessarily have to just like, yeah, I'll just go to the gym. You know, you're on your own. See you later. So yeah. I mean, CrossFit gym really encouraged me. And I think being a CrossFit coach makes me a better PT and being a PT makes me a better CrossFit coach. And there's a, a really cool symbiotic relationship there that I, I appreciate. That's it. I, I love everything about that. <laughs> yeah. And so as far as the business goes, did you just like look at what you were doing at West Texas Rehab and be like, this is cool. I could do this or I could do exactly what I wanted and then just go open a business because that's. So, okay, let's, let's play the analogy game here. So you're okay. a basketball player, right? Mm-hmm. And when you start playing basketball, like organized basketball, middle school. Right. And you've got your five guys on the court and coach like, okay, we're going to run these offenses. And it's like, well, why can't I just put the ball in the hoop? Because there's no organization to that. Right. Like you've got to have a plan. You've got to have teamwork. And 
let's learn from the coach who actually knows something about it versus five, like 13 year olds. It's like ball to hoop, go <laughs> ball hoop, go. Yeah. Oh, but there's people in between you. Should we charge them? Should we elbow them? Like, what should we do? No, you learn how to block. You learn how to set up plays. Right. And so I knew if I'm going to do this right, I've got to get a coach. So I hired a business coach who was specifically a cash based performance PT. Uh, he, he literally sold a ebook called the PT gym blueprint. Cool. Or, uh, sorry, the gym PT blueprint, uh, Danny Matei. So it's basically like how to be a PT within a gym. So, like, I could have literally came over to Firehouse Fitness and been like, hey, guys, like, can I just, like, set up a treatment table in the corner? And We have you know, a spare room. Yeah. Hey, we should talk right. shop later. <laughs> Opportunities for expansion just right. happened there. Um, yeah. So, really, I, I saw what he was doing. I was like, that's my dream. Like, that's exactly that what I want to do. And so why not do it like somebody else who is already successful versus me, you know, making the mistakes that I made as a new grad. I don't want to go through that again. Let's just skip that part <laughs> and do it the right way. So like anything else, you invest in it. And I tell, I mean, I tell new grads, the students, anybody, PTs want to do what I'm doing. Like if you want to be successful, you have to invest. So spent quite a bit of money, got a business coach. I'm still um, with that coach in a mastermind group of 100 other PTs doing the exact same thing. And, yeah, I learned from them, my predecessors, and make less mistakes that way. That's both awesome and really smart. Like a lot of times, because I'm sure as a business owner you get this a lot, where people come up to you and have all these great ideas of businesses. And mm -hmm. a lot of times, I mean, it's like you're not reinventing the man like let's relax a little bit you're not reinventing this like let's just go look at who else is doing it and talk to those people and be mentored mm -hmm. by those people and have them show you the way of doing these things and finding a group like that is incredible like that's so it's been highly valuable yeah when it's that oddly specific it's going to be good and it has that big like group of people it's going to be good like there wouldn't be that many people in that following if it wasn't so i yeah, bet that's these, these guys are are awesome and also in, in pt school we learn how to be badass clinicians and pts but we've never learned anything about business i mean i don't want to say never because i had amazing professors who you know we had a six-week course on business but it's not enough to even you know get your hands dirty it's no, like okay it's here's, here's how you do a market analysis okay abilene market analysis nobody else is doing this check okay now what <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. it's like how to file for your llc and get yourself a cpa and get yourself, you know lawyer up just in case and there's so many things i didn't okay dba doing business ads like oh, yeah. your name i didn't know anything about that till after i filed my llc and i was hanging out with uh Kingsley, she owns the Kings Barbers here in town. Yeah. yeah. And um, we were having dinner, and she's like, oh, have you filed your DBA? I was like, I don't know what that means. Am I going to get, like, am I going to get arrested? Am I going to get audited now? Yeah. Like, how much money do I owe? Am I going to get fined? So. <laughs> but, like, another thing about that, though, is that, like, the DBA police aren't going to come kick your door down and be like, exactly. the hell's going on here? So, like, there's bigger fish to fry. Sure. But when you don't know, I mean, yeah. it was just, like, ignorance. And so I had all these fears of, like, in healthcare, there's so many rules. Am I going to, like, break a rule and get audited and get fined? And, like, how do I go about this to do it the right way, still following the rules, but it also be, like, a cool place, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, doing it through that uh, course and everything and having that team, did it take away that fear of potential failure of it, or did you still have that fear in Abilene, uh, just being a small town I mean, and, like, having that cash business? It takes away most of it. I think sometimes you have to set it aside. Like, there's always going to be a risk. Of, I mean, just being a normal human, filing your taxes. Like, there is always a risk <laughs> that IRS could come get you, but will they come get small town, Abilene, uh, like, single with no children? I filed my taxes. I'm not cheating the system. It's highly unlikely that I would get you audited. You guessed wrong a, how much money you owe us. <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as an individual, now as a business, you know, you, you just have to be careful. So, I'm uh, I'm mostly a rule follower. People who know me would say I'm definitely a rule follower, but I'm also one of those people that if the situation's right, I would rather ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Sure. If I know in my heart that it's the right thing to do. So I do have a little bit of that rebellious side where it's like, you have, you have mm, there's to. no black and white in this world. Like, what's our reality? <laughs> like, what's the right thing? Is there really? Maybe more right than others. <laughs> That's like legitimately all that business ownership is. It's like yeah. realizing I need to do all of these things right way. And then like, I'm pretty sure this is okay. like, this is probably okay. Right? 80% like, is good enough. As long as it doesn't <laughs> yeah, like, like feel dirty. Yeah. Like, I can probably yeah. do this. Is that exactly. Okay? Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, 
I always say patience first. As long as my patients are getting great outcomes and I'm doing my job for them, then everything else that happens, like it's just another minutiae. Like it's just part of it, you sure. know, and there will be road roadblocks and bumps that come along, but cool. If my patients are happy, I'm happy. Shit happens. Yeah. And so when, whenever you did open up, was there a, did it meet the expectation you had of how busy you'd be or how many people actually came and saw you? Which yeah. I actually saw on that. I saw that you did just hire like multiple new people or something along those lines. Yeah. I saw like a post on Facebook about this. So it's more of my stalking and I apologize, but okay. Sorry. Can, hey, continue to stalk. That means people are actually like looking at the stuff I post, which takes me forever. Cause I'm, you know, not fluent <laughs> in social you, media you went, marketing. You, you went back to 2015, started liking pictures. <laughs> hey, uh, so there's three things I want to address here. One, I'll answer your question about like the expectations. Well, two, we'll talk about like growth and employees, but um, three, you guys can relate to this. The like ridiculous amount of hats you wear as a business owner. People think that it is just like butterflies and rainbows, and it it mostly is. You can write I that I love off. my job. Yeah. Oh, it's just a tax write off. Cool. Nope, it's not. <laughs> it's an expense. Not how this works. <laughs> um, so you know, you're not only are you the CEO, the CFO, the marketing director, you're the janitor, um, you're the employer. If you have employees, you're running payroll, you're, you're literally doing everything and you wear so many hats uh, that it's, the PT kind of has to take a step back and I never want that to happen. I always, first and foremost, want to be a phenomenal therapist and coach before I'm the CFO, the CEO, the owner, the janitor, you know, the entrepreneur whatever hat it is that you wear. So um, that's one thing I've learned is that it's a full-time job being an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. On top of what you already have going on. Um, So when I opened, I opened February of 2020. So my two-year anniversary is actually this Thursday. What, what? Yeah. Happy birthday. You guys want to, like, buy me a drink? Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Whorehouse? Let's go. Also owned by Kingsley. I think think we have some some drinks under the desk as well. Connection. (laughs) Champagne at the clinic gym later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I opened, let's see, that was like two weeks before quarantine. Oh, I was just about okay, to, I so was just this doing was, that math in my head. Thinking, everybody oh, we've shit. interviewed has yeah. opened businesses around quarantine. Yeah. Dude, it was like, <laughs> I'm not kidding, y'all. I literally sat against the wall, and I was like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> like, on the floor, just one of those moments, like, what am I doing? Because I did burn the ships method, where I quit my job. I yes. put in my 30 oh, days no. notice, and I'm like, I'm all in. Like, I'm not going to go part-time. I'm not going to do this the safe way. Like, I am very committed to this. And then COVID happened. Just and I got was like, punched in the face. Cool, 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 cool. And so silver no lining, no I was like, you know what? I don't even know enough about business to, like, be effective, maybe dangerous. So I was like, silver lining, this gives me a few months to – I said a few months. I didn't know it would be, you know, as long as <laughs> Hello. And we're recording and this in 2022. And we're still working on it. Um, yeah, so it, took, it gave me some time to, like, establish systems and, you know, do build-outs of things that I didn't even realize that I needed to do. And so, um, yeah, checks and balances and, and get things organized. And then something really phenomenal happened where everybody became a runner because the gyms were closed. You guys know this. And so everyone's like, well, now what? I can only do so many bodyweight exercises and all the dumbbells are completely sold out everywhere. And you couldn't get any gym equipment. So if you had it, you were lucky. Yes. And if you sold it on Facebook Marketplace, you... You were rich. Yeah, you made a thousand percent profit. (laughs) RJ did that. Yeah, he was Uh, totally a swindler. Only a thousand? Mm, Grifter. Dude. I was being generous. (laughs) And so everyone became runners, right? So everyone's like, well, I'm just going to take up endurance running. And then everybody got... Achilles tendonitis and plantar fasciitis and every itis you could name, it happened. And then they're like, well, all these uh, clinics are closed, but guess who's not closed? Me. What? what? Yeah. So it's kind of funny. I hustled. Like I had people where I was doing house calls. Um, You know, I set up insurance on my own home so I could have a few clients in my home. I did that for two weeks and then finally got my doors open to my brick and mortar clinic and started seeing people there and then just word of mouth. And I think the really cool thing about Abilene, Texas is it's a small community. Yeah, if you have a good reputation here, like it goes a long way. Exactly. And I think as a coach, people already knew me and they knew I was a PT and that was kind of my shining moment where I'm like, okay, well I'm here and there's a need and 
that need can't be met elsewhere, come see me. And the people came and I, I'm super, super grateful for that. And it's still such a blessing. And I look back and I'm like, I don't know how this happened or how it worked out, but I'm so glad it did. So thanks Jesus for taking that will. Um, because it, yeah, from there it just took off like crazy. And then after a year of doing business by myself, I'm like, I can't sustain this. I am full caseload. I'm burnt out, exhausted. So hired my admin, Macy, who's phenomenal. She takes care of me. Uh, just kind of like my mom keeps my schedule, keeps me from overworking myself because I totally would just work myself into the ground. Um, and then hired two other therapists part-time, um, Amber and Sarah, who are also phenomenal. And so, yeah, we're just rocking and rolling and starting to open up into other niches besides just, you know, the active adult. And people think we only see CrossFitters. We really see anybody who's got a body who's active. I, I mean, you're legitimately the only, I mean, I'm not just saying this because you're here. You're the mm-hmm. only physical therapist I have ever referred anybody to. Oh, ever. well, thank you. Yeah. I brought business cards for you. Cool. You make it easier. Nice. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. So we, uh, we're about to start doing women's health or pelvic floor therapy. I'm not. That's not an interest of mine. I mean, I know everybody has a pelvic floor, men included, but True. I like working with my weightlifters and, you know. But that is a thing. So we actually do have a gym member. She's not a member. She pees every time she does. Oh, this, yeah. So. She's like. 20 yeah. yeah she's she's super young and just carries a towel around i'm yeah, so a, glad you like said a big that powerlifting thing like yes i remember yeah. the first time i saw it i was like what the hell just happened mm-hmm. we just peed on the floor bring them all <laughs> yeah what bring is happening here guys somebody just yeah. peed on the floor <laughs> no i'm so glad you said that because that's the connection um to make here and so i have so many of my females and even males who have incontinence when they're jumping rope or when they're straining or like you go into a heavy squat clean and yeah puddle on the floor or, um, you know, my postpartum ladies are like, when can I return to exercise? Like, I'm ready to go. Like, can I go? Or during pregnancy, what are those stages during your different trimesters? Like, when do we need to back off or change our loading, change our volume, intensity, all those things. And so there was this huge disconnect between, you know, public floor health and the fitness world. I'm like, well, if I'm, you know, seeing all these people that have all these issues, let's address the issue. So... Along comes Amber Lewis, um, who's one of my staff PTs, and she's a mom of three. And I'm like, well, cool. I'm not a mom, but you're a mom. So you have that experience that I don't have. And there's something so special about that. Like, you guys as coaches, you can coach because you've done the thing. Yeah, going, yeah. going through is definitely part of yeah, it. You, yes. you have to do the thing to know how to help co- or to best coach the thing. Um, so Amber's been taking some courses, getting certified, and we actually are going to open that up starting next week, and we're starting to really market it next week. So, yeah. I, th- I think that is awesome. brilliant it's and be cool. such a good market to get into. Like, what a true need in town. No one talks about it. They don't. Because, yeah. I I mean, I was pretty far into my health and wellness career, and I saw that, and I was like, what the what hell that? was that? <laughs> like, why did that just happen? Yeah. But, and, yeah. It, I mean, we even talk about, like, some of our really competitive power lifters. Just, you know, you're bracing and you're wearing belts and you're wearing gear and mm-hmm. everything's compressing your abdomen. And then you're getting, you know. Everything's being shoved work. down. Yeah. Exactly. It's got to go somewhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's on our floor. You only got so oh, many no. holes. It's going to come out one. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, it seems embarrassing to talk about, right? Like we shake our head like, what? Like that's weird. And of course, you know, female-male interaction, if a female has incontinence issues while she's jumping rope, she's not going to be like, hey, coach, can I excuse myself? I just peed my pants. You know, so if we, if we can at least talk about this and make it a thing, people are a little bit more comfortable sure. with yeah. it. And I don't yeah. want to act like the expert on this because I'm not. But I do want to really promote that. You know, we recognize that there's definitely a need and issue and we're ready to address it. That's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like one of my big goals and in, in this business world stuff is I want to have like a like a fitness megaplex thing to where we have like this place where it's like you have a gym on one end, you have, you know, a PT in the middle, a masseuse therapist, any mm-hmm. of those like a chiropractor a witch doctor. Um chiropractors. Hey, I'm I'm Cairo friendly. There's still witch doctors though. You know, there's a whole I'm Cairo friendly I'm as well, but there is a anything. you. Can't, it, <laughs> I'll say it for you. There is a whole world of chiropractic that is like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. But there is a whole world of it that is phenomenal. Most of them are great, but 
Well, and I say I say yeah, like in agreement because that world is in PT too. Oh yeah, like I know some real like crazy quack therapists that are like, I'm gonna kinesio tape your stomach and it's gonna help your digestion. <laughs> Wait, and I was like, it's that's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't take your tape off. Oh my god, I'm a little now. skeptical now. So I yeah, you know, completely agree. There's quacks in every industry. Exactly. Sure, exactly. There's quacks Quack in this trainers. podcast studio right now. Which one? Oh, you're, you're, you're a duck. <laughs> yeah, I'm a duck. Okay. Yeah. Hey, when did you guys open? Or when? I know that Tim Smith had mm-hmm. Firehouse for a while. Oh yeah. Right? When did you guys take over? Three, four years ago. Uh, September 2018. Was, okay. Yeah. Was day one. Yeah. So we're, we're still fresh business owners. Oh yeah. In this room. So I had a training studio before that, and uh, Andy and I did that. We we. Started off as trainers at Firehouse, then went and opened a training studio and our nonprofit, and then just kind of grew from there. And for your audience of tens of thousands of listeners, who's oh, yeah. Andy? Andy's my wife. There you go. Uh, oh yeah, I know that. Yes, my lovely wife, Andy. Um, yeah, so she she realized really quickly that like training wasn't for her. She's phenomenal, brilliant, great at all of this stuff. She just doesn't like people. That's fair. <laughs> it's so fair because people is this business. You know, it's crazy. It's like, I, I love people. I'm sure you guys love people, but the more Depends I do this, exactly. <laughs> like the longer I'm in business, I'm like, maybe I'm an introvert. <laughs> it makes you that way. It does. Yeah. What is yeah. like your, I mean, hopefully you have an unwind thing by now. And other than the gym, is it the gym? It can't be the gym. It used to be, you know, oh, you've like, got, you've got interests outside of the gym. Yeah. Surely. It's so crazy. I, I've really been doing a lot of self-reflection. I'm like, the gym used to be like, the place where I could go and let loose, but I can't go into a public gym now where people know me because they know I'm a therapist. Mm -hmm. And when I'm at the gym, I'm working. Even if I don't think I'm working or I don't have my PT gear on, I always have my PT hat on. And so you really like, you can't kind of hide and not that I need to, because I love my job, but there are times where I'm like, Hey, like I'm out of the office. I don't, I don't really want to talk about that. People come up like, Hey, is this book infected? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> hey, is that not it? Is that not it? No, it, it's still it's a great release for me, and I love it. But honestly, for me, like just getting outdoors and you know just being away, and uh, and that can that can be several things. That can be you know going skeet shooting or fishing or hunting or just literally playing with my dog outside. Like just getting away. Um, I'd like to say something really cool, like. You know, I love to read books. And, <laughs> Journaling. Yeah, I love to journal and self-reflect. And honestly, I'm too ADD for that. So <laughs> I'm a big podcast, audio book. You know, if I can do 20 things at one time effectively, I will. Yes. I am not good at slowing down and resting. And I think I get in trouble for that a lot from my peers. They're like, you really need a rest day. And I'm like, I physically and mentally can't. And I feel better when I don't. Like, if I can just, like, cross stuff off my list and, like, get shit done – that's my stress relief. And so a good, like, deep house clean, I'm here for it. I'm like, you know yep. what I'm going to do Sunday? I'm going to clean the crap out of my house. Being I'm productive build, is more I'm relaxing awesome. than just sitting still. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I'm just wired that way. So, I mean, yeah. both Same. of us will 1 million percent yeah. agree with that because like, sitting still, it just, it's just 12 jobs. It feels like you just, there's other things that need to be done. Yeah. Like, always. I get stressed out trying to rest. I'm like, this is stressful. Yeah. I don't want to rest. <laughs> I, even though I agree. probably need it. So what what rest means for people, I think, has a different definition. Absolutely. Like, does rest mean being sedentary, or does it mean being, like, at peace with what you're doing? Yeah. You know, I guess it just depends how do, you look at it and define it. Yeah, do one of the kind of low-stress activities that's on your list. You bet. Like, yeah. yeah. So when you say, like, outdoors, you, you like, mountain climber, What what, what is your – you know, like, what's your go-to thing? You said, like, skeet shooting. I mean, I'd love to say mountain climber, but there's no mountains in Abilene. We have so. bumps, okay? <laughs> we, we have, have really hills steamboat. and maybe yeah. some valleys. <laughs> go, go all the way up Buffalo Gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades in sports sense and in an outdoor sense. Like, give me something to do outdoor, and I'll, I'll make the most of it. So if that means riding my new till moped, like, <laughs> outside and waving at my neighbors, that's outdoorsy. Okay, I've always wanted a moped. How much fun is it? Oh my gosh, it's you ride so it all the time? cool. I went it. You when got novelty I'm a fair weather rider. Ah, so. one of those. Mm. So not recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a little sketchy with the ice, but when the sun's out, I'm like, let's just go for a little cruise, and I probably won't 
be brave enough to take it like on the highway because I've treated too many spinal cord injuries and TBIs and like I know the repercussions of bad drivers or people who text yeah. and drive and yeah I don't want to be a defensive driver on a moped that only goes 45. So. <laughs> and you don't want to be a statistic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Also true. Yeah or lose my job because I can't function. So yeah whenever it's nice outside I've got an awesome neighborhood that I can just kind of cruise around in and take a little joy ride but that was my gift to myself um over the past couple months of like just grinding and working hard i'm like yeah i'll give myself a little little extra vehicle in the form of a moped (laughs) i love that that was my treat so i want um, a dune buggy (laughs) like the little like i mean mean, we're in the middle of the desert so i know it would be really perfect take your pick yeah i'll get on that one day what Uh, about y'all hobbies podcasts that's, yeah, this, that's is, a hobby. this is this is it our is, hobby. This is, yeah. fun. This, is definitely. this is the most fun thing I've done all week. I mean, it's I mean, Tuesday. it's only Tuesday. How sad a week have you had? <laughs> it's only been a day and a half. Okay, you still have a couple of days to measure up. There's against. still hope. I'll, like, I'll text you guys and let you know if you're still <laughs> okay. on top after Friday happens. Hopefully, we got text saying, "Okay, y'all are number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is fun. It's different, you know. Um, yeah, we're re- we are reinventing the wheel. We're doing this new format of that nobody's ever done before. Nobody's ever done a podcast ever, <laughs> not yeah. once. What's a podcast? Yeah. What? Where is yeah. this going to oh. be streamed? <laughs> RJ is uh, for fun. He's a realtor. Yes. So oh. anybody out there, if you're ever looking for a house, then absolutely. I am just a habitual just a serial, dude lifting weights and doing podcasts. Yeah, bro. No, I'm actually with you on the the gym. Used to be my happy place, and like. Now that my business is the gym, mm-hmm. it's a weird, like, it took me, I'm just now getting to where I'm like, okay, I'm back to enjoying this. Like, yeah, it, it, it took, it took a lot of reflection and time. Like I, I competed at our first powerlifting meet and that was like just the last the time I really took training seriously. But how much did you squat? I Nothing. Did, I just did, <laughs> yeah, I did, I did deadlift only because I was also hosting a meet, so I didn't want to be like. Oh, Andy was, that's Andy was hurt. why. Yeah. And, <laughs> okay, well, how deadlift. much did you deadlift? Five hundred and fifty-three. One. One. Two. Five fifty-one. There you go. Five fifty-one point two. Probably. Yeah. Something well, like we'll that. call it a win because it's more than I can deadlift. So. I won the <laughs> ninety-eight kilo deadlift only. Master's division. Master's division. <laughs> okay, but since you were running it, did you supply the prizes too? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what did a you new give? car. Yeah, what did you <laughs> give to yourself out of this? Who are your sponsors? Uh, you just got a nice spend? medal. <laughs> but you got bragging rights, and That's you'll right. remember That's that it. forever. That's right. He's the second strongest gym owner that we've interviewed. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. I'm more out of shape now as a business owner than I was when I was just, you know, working and fitting because obviously you put more time into running the business and you know your fitness takes a back seat and and your stress increases yeah yeah that's i've got like grays <laughs> in the beard that i didn't have oh yeah when we started yeah, i'm so. not excited for the grays to come in dude it'll man my uh my esthetician will give a shout out to the beauty bus uh, what? ran by sarah trammell yeah. right. sarah trammell but uh i go see deanna over there and I've probably spent so much money there this year because I'm like my business. Really, <laughs> it's aging me. <laughs> help me, help help me look decent, please. So they they've been phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it, it comes with its you know with its stressors. But is it worth it? Heck yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Would you ever go back to having a boss? I am ruined. Mm-hmm. Like I am absolutely ruined. I I would rather like when COVID and shutdown and everything happened there for a little while for us like had a moving company that we started and like I, I would rather work way too hard for way too little than have a boss ever again. Same. Yeah. Not that bosses good. are bad. Cause like I'm a boss now. So I'm like, did my employees say that about me? <laughs> yeah. I have, I have multiple bosses. He's yeah. one of them, but, but uh, again, he's not a bad one. And then the school, like nice. this school has its supervisors as well. Yeah. I uh, think like some people are wired to be bosses or be independent, if you will entrepreneurs and you know there's other people that are really well wired to you know do the minutia the back-end task and we wouldn't be successful without those people and vice versa and it's such an ecosystem and so I think just finding your place in that world and seeing where you thrive you know if I got here and I was like this sucks I would go back to my job but I love it yeah uh so to wrap all this up shout out to your business body works uh if anybody needs to go check out 
get their body taken care of. You know, she's got a great staff over there. And do you have any parting business advice for any young entrepreneurs? Either starting up or through the process yeah. of building it. Yeah, I'll keep it broad um, instead of talking to just like the therapy world. So anybody wanting to start any kind of business, like do your homework first. You know, if you're going to take that risk, make it a risk worth taking. Um, you know, people say like the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward, but sometimes times can be uncertain and, and the world's a little sketchy. So just make sure if you're going to take that big risk, if I wouldn't have been prepared, you know, and then COVID happened, I would have really fallen flat on my face. So just do as much homework and due diligence as you can before you're like, this sounds like a good idea. Go research the pros, research the cons, talk to people who have done it before and gone before you and, and learn their, learn from their mistakes before you waste your time and your energy on making your own because you will make your own. So just try to, you know, minimize that if you can. For sure. Love everything about that. And be yep. passionate. You know. Cool. Well, that's all yeah. we got. Jody, we really appreciate there it. There was coming no, on. no yeah. bad jokes. Y'all didn't even tell me one he, single bad he joke. He had some bad jokes. You just yeah. didn't know. It was so bad register. I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. They're that bad. I don't think like whenever you tune in to on. listen to your own podcast, yeah. you'll hear them. Oh, no. Oh. Hey. You're just going to play all of them? I was just seeing what they all were. I feel oh. better now. Okay. Yeah. I didn't well, use well any of those. Well podcast. <laughs> I like the Yeah Baby one, Austin Powers. We usually have a sound guy, and he drops them at the perfect time, but. I thought I was already getting the outro. I was like, I'm getting cut off. No, no. <laughs> the music's on. <laughs> Roll the curtains. <laughs> he edits all that in. So oh, good. I appreciate you guys. And yeah, if, if uh, you're an active person in the Abilene area and you've got any aches or pains or even just want to improve your performance or, you know, decrease your risk for injury, come see us. That's what we specialize in is, you know, helping the active adults stay active. Sure. And so while you said the Abilene area, do you do you do anything online? Did you have you done any like Zoom consults or anything like that? Uh, I did during COVID. Yeah. You know, I I took that. Uh, I guess just had to do what I had to do yeah. to get patients. So I did some okay. telehealth. It's not something that I market. I really like to get people in house, and if I can see you and kind of you know, there's so much to be said about tactile. Um, cues and feedback and touch just putting your hands on people it's like going to the doctor's office and you tell them what's going on i'm like you didn't even like put your hand on my shoulder how do you know (laughs) like you know it comes with some practice but it really is special when you are in person and so i just try to try to keep that value and if we can you know get people in if we need to one day we'll go online but for right now i like i like where we're at awesome so abilene and surrounding area come see us well thanks again for being on and if you see her at the gym please do not ask for medical advice no. Know that if you do that, you're the worst. Ask me how to say my last name or what my favorite candy is. Don't ask me about candy. it. I don't really like candy. And then it makes that's, it awkward. Yeah, that, that like, been, that's a terrible conversation to have. Exactly. <laughs> then they, they're like you right now. You're speechless. And then you walk away. I'm like, yep, you have nothing else to say. See you later. That, that's how we cut that. that is, I don't like colors. That's, <laughs> just like, that's where we end the podcast. I'm an That's where we end the podcast. Is just like, bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I suck as a human.